Welcome to Double Think Discussions podcast. Today we're talking about Chapter Three of 1984. I'm Ben Teplitz, and with me, as always, is the amazing Kelsey McFarland. Kelsey, how are you? Good. How are you, Ben? I'm doing well. And then also with me is my other co-host, Abby Feather. Abby, um, so did you like Chapter One, Two, or Three the most of what you've read so far? Um, I think I like chapter two the Why? most. Um, because it had annoying children in it, so mm, your favorite <laughs> topic, yeah. And joining us today, our first guest is the brilliant Cassie <laughs> Zart in hey, Miss hey, Unger's hey. class. Hi, how are you guys? Yeah, we're doing well. Good. How are you? I'm good. Doing pretty good, you know. Can't yeah, we're complain. happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me on the podcast. Yeah, so do you just want to kind of say what your class is doing with the book? Where are so, you guys? We are on, we finished chapter four, and then we are like, you kind of start chapter five, like when you want to. We haven't started as a class yet, though. And what, how I've been doing it is I would read each chapter independently for like homework or whatever and take my notes. And then she ends up then reading the chapter to us in class. Mm-hmm. But then that part, I just kind of like listen or like organize my notes better. And then we also been doing these things called like parallel worlds when like the world, the one word will be like youth ministry. Yeah, youth, no, the ministry of truth. And um the other one we did was uh what was it double thing and we had to like compare the how the book talks about it and explains it to a modern example that she provides us with with an article so, oh that's yeah. interesting yeah so we're obviously doing a project and this is our project so uh, um kelsey do you want to do the ch- the quick summary of chapter three Yes, I do. (laughs) Okay, so in this chapter, it begins with Winston dreaming about his mother and sister, like, on a sinking ship, and somehow, like, he feels, like, responsible for, like, their disappearance, and then, then during the dream, it shifts to, um, gold the golden country the golden country, yeah, yeah, and then he talks, and then he sees the dark-haired girl, doing <laughs> like yeah this they're mysterious. doing stuff yeah. <laughs> and then he wakes up with the word shakespeare which he's really confused about then when he wakes up he hears whistling noises and he knows right away that that's physical jerks which we're gonna get to later and while he's doing it um he's one he's um thinking about his childhood and how like how he was with his family and he and he also went like thinks about Oceania's relationship with the other two countries Eurasia and East Asia and according to like their official history um Oceania has always been at war with them but he knows like deep down that like that isn't the truth and that like he knows that history has like changed and yeah yeah so then that's basically what happens in the chapter So we'll start on the essential events and character descriptions. So the first thing I think we should talk about is the physical jerks, which are 
forced workouts. Um, Cassie, do you want to talk about that? Like what so they are? Like, well, oh, what they are in the book. I, well, first, how I like think of them is yeah. kind of reminds me of like a workout show in a way. Like you know, you put like workout programs in your DVR, and you're like, or, like Kathy Kemp is like one of my, I think my teacher puts or something like that. And and so that's what they remind me of. And what they are is that it's like a, it's a TV program, and it's supposed to like brainwash the people in a way because it happens like every morning, and they want the people to stay fit and active, and they it's broken down by age groups. So like um, Winston, he is in the 30 to 40 age group and, and everybody less than, yeah. Is, well, everyone is expected to touch their toes. So she has high expectations. Like the workout girl has really high, high expectations for everyone who is like taking the program. And yeah, they're trying to keep everyone staying fit so they can be ready to fight at any time since they are at constant war. Yeah, and um, they are um, getting everyone ready to fight, like Cassie said, but I think another thing about it is the government is adding this mandatory structure to everyone's days, and while they're working out, they're probably not going to be focused on, oh, is Big Brother doing this bad thing? Is the party doing this bad thing? It's a distraction, I feel like. Um, Yeah. Yeah, does someone else want to talk about that? I feel like they're also, like, just monitoring, like, each, like, citizen's, like, health, I think. Like, mm-hmm. saying, like, if, like, this one's, like, a strong person, like, like, backing up what Cassie said about, like, the army, like, getting ready yeah. for, like, war or something, I feel like they're, like, scouting out, like, who's, like, generally fit and, like, who's, like, going to be, like, the weakest link. Yeah, and, like, and they I- all previously they talked about how they monitor what they eat and like how like how much they can afford and like everything like that so somebody in my class pointed out it's like they're kind of trying to keep everyone skinny as like you know how nowadays we even try to like skinny is the perfect image like anybody above certain weights are like we look at as to be quote-unquote gross you know so it's like it's also a society thing how they they only want their people to be fit and to be skinny and to like look good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like Cassie said, the government is controlling what they can eat. So if they're maybe not eating that much and working out and they have to work out hard, that's going to lead to less healthy people, both physically and mentally. Right. And another thing is that they can't have, they can't like put in 50%. They have to put in a hundred percent. If they are not working hard, they get in trouble and she was yelling at him yeah and he has an ulcer so i'm kind of like i can't touch touch my toes i'm not flexible i literally can't touch my toes yeah i'm not flexible so i would be so bad and also you can be athletic without being able to touch your toes like i'm not saying i'm athletic but like i don't know if that's like the best deterrent like i'm kind of (laughs) crazy Um, yeah, so is there anything else anyone wants to add to the physical jerks? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, no. Okay, so Winston's childhood. So as he's like working out and dreaming at the beginning of the chapter, he's kind of thinking of his childhood. Um, Abby, do you want to talk about that? Well, 
first, well, first, do you want to talk about his dream? Because that no, has to do yeah, with that. Yeah, let's too. talk about his dream first. Yeah, because, like, that was, like, at the beginning of the chapter. He um, dreamt, like, that he was dreaming about his, his sister and his mother. And um, I don't know, like, okay, was he also... There, like he was dreaming about them, but then he also was thinking about them during the exercises. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So during the dream, he was like dreaming that they were dying or something, and he felt guilty. Like, um, and then so he like that. Um, when he woke up after that, like he was like, um, thinking about his family and his past, and like, um, and he was remembering how like. He hasn't seen his mother or sister in like 30 years, something like that. And like they just disappeared. Yeah. And they disappeared in a political purge, which was the government arresting a lot of people. And yeah. so even though it was the government and it, it was 20 years ago, so he was like 19 or 20, um, he still feels responsible, which I, I don't know why. Does anyone have a clue why he might feel responsible for this? For why his um, parents disappeared? Like, like, why would he feel responsible for his parents' disappearance? Survivor's guilt. Like, he feels like he couldn't protect them or he could have done something. Yeah, yeah he's probably, like, saying it should have been me in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... Like, I could have done something else. I could have, you know, we could, we maybe should have stayed home or whatever. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's definitely could be why he feels responsible. Um, so then he is also thinking of his childhood as he's exercising. But the thing is, he can't remember his childhood because yeah, of it's all very these fuzzy. lives. Um, I think... What do you think could be the implications of someone not really being able to remember their upbringing or be able to remember them, like, growing up? Um, Oh, you can go, Kelsey. I think that it's, like, it has, like, to do with the party still. Like, the manipulation, Mm -hmm. the mind control. The brainwashing. Yeah, and I feel like, like, they're trying to, like, in some like way like erase like people from like, existence and like not like so like Winston doesn't like like he remembers like him in like dreams and stuff but like he doesn't remember like the specific details the dates and all the other stuff and I think um he wants to remember like he it's his childhood like everybody wants to remember their childhood in like any like way but he just can't remember and I feel like the party is like a big factor in him forgetting yeah to to add on to that I think like like, with what Kelsey said, like, the party's a big factor. Like, he said that, like, his childhood, like, what he did, rem- like, he remembered it was, like, good. And um, I think also, like, why he, he can't remember, like, with the party and stuff. I think the party is, like, trying, like, to change history or, like, erase history, erases, like, memories of the, the past. Because, like, he said, he mentioned, like, in the 1950s or 60s, somewhere around that time, that's when Big Brother and the party was formed. So yeah. I think I think Big Brother and the party don't want people to remember before like before that. And, like, and like yeah. I was even thinking is like because since they're not allowed to have their own religion or their own like beliefs in a way, that 
gives a child when they're developing, you don't have your own other influence in your life. They, like he only really had these one certain outlets that he was getting his information from. So it's harder for him to like grow and like really form a deep connection with his childhood if it was really all, you know, not having di- like any different outside information. Well, I and think like, he grew up before the party was controlled. So I think he yeah. actually probably was exposed to different things, but they don't want him remembering that. I oh. Yeah, and I also think it was, like, at the very beginning of, of his childhood, like, like before he um, became an adult and stuff, like, so it's also very hazy because, like, he's a, he was a child, yeah. but then also I feel like around when he was growing up as a child, like, that's when Big Brother and the party were taken over. Well, so, okay, that's... Um, and I think they, they deleted all, even though he, like, he formed all these freedoms when he was a kid, but all those documentations have been deleted because when yeah. Big Brother and the party came, they deleted that because, like, how you guys were saying, they don't want him to remember his childhood. Yeah. So it's, like, how he kept bringing up how there's no written record of anything, you know? Yeah, yeah I think because, that's a... No, Abby, go. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think, like, they're, like, erasing the past and erasing these details because... Um, like to well, to strengthen the party and stuff because um, if they don't remember a time of freedom and peace and like it being good, then they're not going to know to revolt or they're not going to know that they can revolt and stuff like that. Yeah, because even if Winston, um, when he was a child, the party was still in control, old people, like 80-year-olds, they, they definitely, some of their adult life would have been before party control, but... I think this is a good segue into the next thing we're talking about, which is the fake history from the party. Um, I think the party is basically making making up history. They're saying they they invented airplanes. And Winston, he remembers airplanes before the party. Um, But no one else seems to remember this or says anything about this why why do you think no one's saying no like i remember airplanes too or or like where like other stuff like that not just airplanes because i think it's it can bring back to the double think scenario in a way how you know even though Winston might be promoting it. Oh, no, the truth is, like, I remember planes when I was younger, da, da, da. but Big Brother and the party and all these who even have more authority and, like, power and, like, fame over Winston, they're telling a completely different thing that contradict the idea. So people are even confused. So yours, I don't even think people might not even have an opinion on who um, invented planes because they're probably in that state of confusion that double thing gives you. Yeah. So they're really not like, oh, big brother made it, but they're also not like, oh, somebody before made it. They're like, I don't know what to say. So oh, yeah. like, mm-hmm. why does it matter? Like we should just go with the flow in a way. Yeah. And if they're like, I don't know where to go, why would they go up, go up the path that they could get killed? If, yeah. if, if it's right. like 50 50 I'm not really sure they're obviously going to choose the one where they're alive you know yeah mm-hmm. um and then they're also lying about um like the timelines of what was happening like there are no records before the late 1950s so I think we can kind of assume that that's when the party gained control and um I think something else is that the party claims to be the guardian of 
democracy. And I don't know if your class learned about this, but our class, we learned about like socialism, like all this other stuff. And it's, it's not, it's definitely not a democracy, which is different than the different political jargon that we learned. But I think them claiming to be a democracy, well, then that's what they think a democracy is. They think yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. Because, like, for our class, we did not go over the different forms, like, government structures, how, you know, how you want to put it. But um, Mrs. Unger does keep pointing how this is kind of a reference of Hitler and Hitler's yeah. time. So she didn't, like, we didn't go through the difference of, like, socialism, communism, you know, blah, blah, blah. But she did say, like, yeah, they're saying this is a democracy, but and what we know of it, this is a dictatorship, you know, and, like, yeah. when Hitler runs. So that's what, how we learned. So she didn't break it down. But she did tell us how it's like, yeah, this is obviously not a democracy of how America's ran. It's like how Germany was ran during Hitler's time. Yeah, yeah definitely. I agree. And the thing is, there's claiming to be a democracy, but then there's also like the INSOC, which is like socialism. So it's like socialist democracy because they're because of the INSOC, like I just said. And then also when um, Winston thinks of the capitalists. He's thinking of these like old people riding on horses with like these like crazy sil- cylinder hats. And I think it's kind of making what we know like as a capitalist democracy um, in America be like what's wrong. And I'm not saying what we have is right, but it's basically the exact opposite of what we have in America today, I feel like. Does yeah. anyone want to? Um, well, going back to um, the, like, um, going back to the slogan that they use, they say, um, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Um, and so, like, we're talking about democracy. They're, like, saying that they're a democracy. And a democracy is freedom of the people, like, the people get to decide and they have freedom and they're saying freedom is slavery so mm-hmm. in their eyes like so like the opposite so that would be the opposite for democracy so like they're thinking slavery is democracy slavery of the people is democracy yeah they're like using the word like freedom so they're like no like you have freedom even though it's the opposite yeah so they mm-hmm. think it's a democracy um Is there anything else about the party's fake history? Like some other stuff that he mentioned is that there is an atomic bond, an atomic bomb on Colchester, which sounds like a British city. And that obviously, I don't think that didn't happen right in the world. Here, personally to me, I feel like the party's like just telling like all these lies, like they invented this, they did this to other countries. I feel like they're doing that to just like raise like their status and like popularity to like their followers. They want to like maintain that like status. Oh, powerful. Yeah, like they're yeah the power. They're trying to um like maintain that and like be Mm -hmm. like it like quote influence like children that like look up to Big Brother and the party and the inner party and stuff. And yeah. like, if like they didn't do that, if they didn't lie, then like, what's the point of like? Yeah, they're just like adding accomplishments, adding, yeah, gonna, well, we did this, so you should follow they, they wouldn't us. They would take Big Brother and the party seriously. They would do their own thing. And like, they just did all that stuff to like 
basically scare them in some type of way and like control them and be like yeah we did this and this we can like do this to like other countries and like in the future yeah um, i want to dig um too deep in because this is chapter four but chapter four when you read ahead you would um know learn more about the process and how they change history to make sure yeah. big brother's always correct and we don't gotta go so in depth with that because mm-hmm. that's chapter four yeah. but it's like this is kind of like a little foreshadowing you'd be like oh why do they keep doing like you know saying all these fake things it's like oh well Yeah, it definitely foreshadows everything that happens and everything that's explained to us in chapter four. Something else I wanted to talk about with the history is that Winston first remembers hearing of Big Brother in the 1960s, but the party tells citizens that he has been with, that he has been the leader of the party since, quote, the earliest days of the revolution, which would be the 1930s. So they're pretty much like making up 30 years of history and no yeah. one's batting it up. I think with that, okay, so like you need to think, how did they come to power? Because obviously they're not good. Obviously they're not like for the people. And I don't think the people would really accept them. I mean, maybe, but like you got to think, how did they come to power? And then you also have this 30 um, gap period where like they replaced history. They replaced history with their great accomplishments. Mm-hmm. And I think that they didn't have good accomplishments that they, that them, if the people knew the truth, they would not love the party or Big Brother. Um, yeah, I mean, we can see it. Like people, they don't have access to regular everyday supplies. They're poor. Like they're not living well. So if the party makes up these accomplishments, that can kind of cancel out their personal experiences because they can think, well, the party did this, so maybe they'll be able to like help my situation. Yeah. And I think how the party was able to get away with lying was that like, I made a note that I said, the party can lie, but if repeated, that lie passed through history and became truth. So it's like, even though it was a lie and like Winston knows that, oh, they didn't make you know airplanes but if that lie kept being like passed around like that because like even now today like even with conspiracies or this when you hear it so often you you start to believe it's true and then so it's like that kind of whole process as well yeah i mean their lies are being passed down as the truth and if something isn't done like that's what's going to be written in the history books that's what people are going to learn in school and i think that's it's just you know not accurate and i think it's it's just very odd and yeah i i think it's really interesting um wait can i add something real yeah. quick i i feel like um what i was about to say i feel like um they're doing no it's no what they're doing and like erasing like and changing like the course of like history is also messing with the people's mind because i remember i forget like which like chapter it was but like winston couldn't like remember like if it, if it was even 1984 like he doesn't know like yeah he didn't know his yeah. age like, like for a fact because like it's time has been changing and like they don't know yeah yeah it's like i think especially i will definitely get into this with chapter four but because he is firsthand seeing history being changed. He knows nothing can be, tr- no simple information can be trusted. And yeah, I think that's it's like the public, the public has like limited information and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Okay, so the next thing to talk about is the party lying about Oceana's allies and enemies, and that's yeah. mostly pointed towards Eurasia and East Asia. Um, so Cassie, do you want to basically say like what happens in this chapter about how they're saying like, oh, we're aligned with one and not the other and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, that one, I don't remember so, I can't remember so, so much about, but I do remember how they're always at a constant war with, and their enemies keep mm-hmm. changing. So there's like an enemy yeah. at the moment and then like, oh, they're like, oh, they can switch up on, switch up on you and be like, oh, nope, now we're fighting this person. Yeah. So basically according to like the history, like quote history, cause we know it's not true. Oceania has always been at war with Eurasia and in an alliance with East Asia. But Winston remembers like five years ago, we were, we were fighting East Asia and in an alliance with Eurasia. Yeah. And so why do you think the party would be lying about this? I feel like personally, I feel like they're just, it's like a common mistake. I feel like, well, that goes, Oh, no, co- I feel like it's like a common mistake that they're just like, like, um, what's it called? With, with lies, they're like, they're, what's it Contradictions? called? Contradictions? Yeah, they're contradicting their lies. Like, they're messing up because, like, they're, like, adding so many lies that they're forgetting, like, what they, like, said before. Well, this also, like, solidifies my thinking of, um, like, are, are East Asia and Eurasia, are they real are these real places because oh what if they're just not because real? Well, we haven't we haven't seen anyone from these places we haven't seen these places we haven't like like they just use them as a tool to like for their power they're the public i know yeah. and that's like the only thing we've seen is during the two minutes hate when goldstein is in front of a eurasian army but they could be making that they could very like, easily yeah because like that. like you're not like that's like that could be scripted. They could be like making that stuff up. And it also um wait, what was I gonna say? I lost my train of thought. Um Yeah, I think that would be really interesting if those if those are just kind of scare tactics to keep everyone in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the, our next topic is double think. Um, so Kelsey, do you want to talk about double think? Okay, um, just an, like an example for double think real quick. Double think is like this, the party's like main slogan, war is, slave, war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. It's basically like two things like contradicting each other, just like paradoxes and like oxymorons. Yeah. And um, they use this tactic to control and manipulate mainly like the proles and basically everyone in Oceania and you would have to like like use it or like use it to actually understand like what like it is oh yeah I I remember Winston saying that um to understand double think like it involves like using double think so right yeah and I think something interesting about what Abby just said is that like they can't understand it because like they don't like want to use double think. So it's basically just like a circle of like no one understands it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then, like, I put about it that it's um to be cautious of complete truthfulness while telling carefully constructed lies. 
So like they're like well thought out lies to make you like try to like show the Yeah. Definitely. Um okay, so something else I wanted to talk about is Winston's relationship with the dark-haired girl. So Okay, during I he okay, Winston, can we admit he's kind of a creep with the woman. Yeah, because he's that whole dream like, was a little like I was so confused. I was like, what is going on? This is PG-13. Yeah, like, yeah, the girl so, was like, her clothes off, and I was like, okay. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I'm not attracted to her. I'm like, yeah. okay. Right, but he has dreams. But basically, he during the two minutes hate, didn't he say, like, oh, I don't like any women because none of them want to, like, get with me? Oh, uh, yeah, cool. he was like, what he said that in like the first chapter yeah like, that was in the, chapter the one. girl what i don't know her name like the i don't know i think she just name. called the dark haired girl yeah yeah like she she um had a chastity belt i think is that what it's called like where she I, I, she had like a red sash or whatever and it's and um he's like i hate her because she doesn't want to be with me i'm like okay yeah. Winston. But then later he dreams of like you know doing and, stuff with her. And what like Unger like helped point out out uh, out for us is that like this her because all you guys are saying like he wasn't attracted to her while he was you know even though she's taking off her clothes and she has this white smooth body like he wasn't attracted because it's kind of a whole system of thought like he, his thought process and it, she was like representing the gest it, it's like. Hurting off her clothes so elegantly is a gesture of gracefulness and filled with carelessness and like kind of something that like it's it's like what would what would happen or what would it would look like when like Big Brother the thought police of the party swept away so like her taking off her clothes and like doing all this and him like not finding her attractive but he is drawn to that gesture because he wants that like he wants Big Brother and the thought police and the party to just go away like how her mm -hmm. clothes are going away. Mm -hmm. you know? And I also, um, I also feel like, because I think I remember him saying, like, the reason why, like, the reason why he can't, like, love anybody is because, like, the only person that they can love is um, the party and, like, mm -hmm. no one else. Oh, yeah. Be, like, fully devoted to the party and that's Like, it. even the children, like, in the last chapter, like, they weren't supposed to, like, their parents were afraid of them. They weren't supposed to love their parents. They were like supposed to be they were supposed to love the party and adore the party mm -hmm. so that kind of gets me thinking like the I think the only married people we've seen are Mr. and Mrs. Parsons like are do are they really in love like were oh, they yeah. or were they married friend. before like the because how they already have kids so like are and their kids are the ones brainwash and like they're going off yeah. the wall like you can tell like, she doesn't really like like her kids because she mm -hmm. could be in the time where how winston's like she probably remembers the time without big brother without this so with her kids acting this way she's like oh this is so wrong but yes she can't stop it because society that's what the whole world yeah doing, you know yeah and if she says something her kids turn her in and, mm -hmm. you know, and she just disappears yeah um so well, can I add? I, I remember oh. what I was saying before about the army, but it also um it adds to this. Like okay, so like it's apparent that like big um big brother and the party they're like really adamant on like the kids and people loving and adoring them, but then um Hayden these like other so-called countries these other places 
And I think that like helps with like them controlling the people. Because if they hate someone else, they can't be thinking and hating Big Brother and the party. Mm. Right. Um, so if no one else has anything else to say about that, we're going to move on to like predictions and theories on what's going to happen. So me and Kelsey and Abby, we kind of talked about like our very, very long-term, like end of the book predictions. So Cassie, what, if you have to like be like, what's happening in like the last third of this book, what's the twist, you know? I think it's going to be similar to Fahrenheit 451 because I feel like that's why our teachers put the two back to back, you know. So I believe that Winston, he is going to be this, he's going to go through a dramatic change and he is going to like have like hold a revolution. And I mean, I'm curious to see if the point of, because in Fahrenheit 451, um, uh, um, Guy won, like he, you know, you know, but I don't know if Winston might not win this one because this structure seems a little bit more intense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like he's gonna have a, a revolt. A, a, you know, but I don't know if he might not. He win. might. He might disappear in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I think the way that society is structured in 1984, it would be harder for. It would be. Um, it would be way hard. Yeah. Um. I'm and. I think a difference between Montag from Fahrenheit 451 and Winston from 1984, and I think they're supposed to be like similar characters, Mm -hmm. is that Montag was loyal to the firemen. He liked society. He, the first like line of the book is, it was a pleasure to burn. He liked what was going on, but changed. I think Winston, he knows like what's up. Like he doesn't really have to change all that much. He just, in order for a revolution to happen, he needs to do something. He needs he, to act on it. Yeah, because he's. I feel like he's in the right mindset. He's exactly. writing yeah. down with his brother. Yeah. yeah. To if he wants change to act on it, and I think. Well, I yeah, I think um, that change will happen soon because, um, like. Um, in the last chapter, he was like at the end of it, he was writing, um, he was writing down again, which is like illegal, and he's like after he wrote down the stuff, he was like, oh, I I'm I'm doing this because I know I'm a dead man. Like he like going back to that, like I think something's gonna happen soon because like he has nothing to lose anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah and I I think and like even what Unger helped point us out, she was like O'Brien and Goldstein are gonna have something to do with it because Goldstein is on the flip side and he's actually oh, yeah. aggravate like um advocating for like you know a revolting against the government but o'brien how he mentioned how oh you'll see me again in the dark or something like that so i also think that at the quarter of the book it's going to be o'brien goldstein my so my prediction because this is all about predictions my prediction is that winston o'brien and goldstein are going to somehow get together and they're going to leave lead um a revolt against the government yeah. yeah, no, the funny thing is we said that in our last thing. Like, <laughs> I literally oh, said that. Like, O'Brien's gonna, yeah. he's team gonna, up with um, big brother. yeah, like they're gonna team up together to go against the government. Um, do you guys have any predictions on what's gonna happen with um, Winston and the dark-haired girl? I think he's just obsessed. I don't. I don't think they're end game. I don't think they're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the dark haired girl knows who he is. I yeah, think dude. we're probably going. Well, and 
I think um, Unger spoiled a little bit of it, and I think she said, like, her name, She we do we do get a name for her. So, oh, like, okay. So I feel like I think she will have some time. I'm completely clueless of, like, what role she'll have in this book, but in, or in this plot, this story, whatever you want to call it. But she does get a name, so she does have, I think, get a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So well, I, then, I think, I I think maybe she um, will, like, that will fuel his, like, his um, need to like revolt because like he hates her, so. Uh-huh. Uh, like Kelsey, were you on, trying to say something? Yeah, I feel like later on we're gonna like, like um, learn more about her and like learn more about her past and like who she stands for and stuff. Uh-huh, yeah. um, does she work in the records department with Winston? Works um, in the fiction department. Is that in the records department? Do you know? That part. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. So she works at the fiction department. So I I would guess that's in the records department, but that's more for next chapter. Um, I Yes, I could. I don't think anything romantic is happening with them, but no. I could definitely see maybe her, O'Brien, and Winston team up. I don't know. Well, okay. For O'Brien, like... Like he um Winston seemed like really adamant from the beginning that like O'Brien's on his side, but like I don't know because I think O'Brien's gonna be like later in the book, but I don't know if he's gonna be teaming up with Winston because Winston just like looked across the room and he's like, Oh, Brian is my is my homie. He's like he's gonna be my teammate. I'm like, he just stared at you. I don't I don't really yeah, see. Yeah, like the, the look he gave yeah. at the Yeah, that was I don't know. I don't know. It was odd. Uh, okay, one more thing I wanted to talk about, we actually skipped over it when we were talking about the physical jerks, was that they can't show discomfort when they're exercising. So like, why do you think that is? Because if they have to exercise so intensely, I feel like they're going to show discomfort. Like, I, I, it's hard to have both things, like exercising intensely and not showing discomfort. I think so. it just goes back to the point of like, the you know, the government had, or Big Brother has high expectations for everybody. So he doesn't want you to show, you know, weakness or that because he doesn't want his people to be weak, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So does anyone have anything else to add for chapter three? Mm, so how are you guys? So. Oh, what, no one has anything else? No. So are, are you guys liking the book like so far more or less than Fahrenheit 451? Um, I, I, I think I, I like hard. I like I liked Fahrenheit 451 more because I yeah, like same. I like Montag more. I don't really like Winston. Montag's thoughts were so funny. Winston- Montag Montag did that. He he literally burned what's his name? Beatty. He burned him with a with a flamethrower. Like he did that. So Winston's yeah, Cassie, just- which one did you like more, like, so far? I like Fahrenheit more because, to me, it was easier to follow because it followed that, like, it was, like, everything was rising in a story, like, moment. This has a lot of Winston's thoughts. So, like, because basically what happens in the real time is just, like, oh, okay, Winston, we, we know that Winston went to work and he went to the physical jerks and stuff like that. But there's not, like, an act, everything else. We get more of the story through his thoughts, which that's like harder for me to which like, is like follow less, along. 
Yeah, like Fahrenheit 451 was more actions and this is more thoughts. Thought, yeah, so it's not really yeah. like an action of a story developing. It's more of like um, thought processings going along, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I I think I'm going to, I prefer this one just because I think it's a little more interesting. But I did, I did like Fahrenheit 451. Well, I like the, um the like, sh like when they talk about the structures of government in this one. And like society. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Fahrenheit 451 was the ending. I expected okay, so much more. I, was what like, was that ending? My, my life was like the whole thing wasn't complete. Like it just yeah. I needed I needed an ending. I like I read the last page and I'm like, is that it? Like, like I was looking through the like PDF and I was scrolling down and yeah. I was like, is that it? Am I missing something? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Wait, are you guys reading the PDF or do you have the book? For uh Oh, um, we're reading the PDF online. Um, yeah, we got the book, thankfully. We have no hard copies. Uh, yeah. I like hard copies, but we've been doing everything online. Okay, so does anyone have anything else they want to say about the book as a whole or this chapter or anything? I mean, no. except for I'm very, um, I thank you guys for joining me on to this podcast. And yes. it's really interesting to see your guys' thoughts, especially being in a different class and what you guys focus on or what you guys, what he showed you or helped you learn for the book. It's really, it was really interesting. Yes, no, thank, thank you for you. being here. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, yes, you always have an invitation back. Um, but no, we do appreciate it. And it's really good getting a different perspective because yeah. we're hearing different voices talk about the book um so that's all thanks for listening um bye, bye. bye.